Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. I'm Greg Thomas, your host, and I thank you for joining us. If you were with us a few weeks ago, you know that I mentioned the passing of our good friend and brother Mark Hoagie, who passed away on August 4th this year. Well, today is the 19th of September, and we had an opportunity to memorialize him today with his family. And we had a beautiful service. Uh, We had a chance to listen to Mark's, uh, some of his stories, stories from friends and family, and of course, some of his music. We told you a few weeks ago that we'd be dedicating a podcast to the life of Mark Hoagie, and today is the day. So we want you to sit back and enjoy some of the memorial service, some of the music, some of the stories and uh, hear the story behind the life of this giant of a servant of God. Uh, A man with a big heart, and I mean that literally. The life of Mark Hoagie, right here on TSC Music with a Mission. first introductions to Mark Hoagie was, uh, I was amazed at his size. Uh, somebody born in the Bronx, 6'8", uh, here at the church. It was one of my first years at the church, my first uh, learning experiences to walk as a Christian. And the Lord allowed me to uh, be up close and personal to Mark Hoagie. So one of the first questions I had for Hoagie was, because of his size again, was, do you play basketball? And to my surprise, Hoagie said I was not really into sports. And that threw me for a loop. Because in New York City, anybody 6'8 is going to play basketball, even if they didn't want to. Um, And so I was marveled at that and wondered, so what's in all this size? And the first time that I heard him sing and pick up his guitar... I knew, like the scripture says, I was created to worship you. And it left me uh, stunned and amazed that somebody would not do what the world would actually call them to do and really live for God. And and, and in his humbleness, I I call him the the gentle giant because Mark was so gentle. He was, I'd never seen an aggressive moment with him, and I'm pretty sure he had some. (laughs) But I've never seen it as far as what I've experienced myself in the world. He loved to give of himself by using the talent that God gave him. So with his music, his singing, his songwriting, I mean, wow, forget the songwriting. And he's really brought a lot of wonderful music and songs into our congregation at Times Square Church. He was always using his musical talents to give back to the body and to contribute to the body and to always help and support um, people. serious about his music. He was very quiet. 
The thing I liked about Mark is when he sang, the way he jumped. He was like nine feet, ten feet tall. When whenever we would do Mark, we would jump high to say, "Who is this?" Everybody knew that was Mark. Another thing, based on his height, which I loved, was when he used to sing, "I Got Joy." And the fun, and the, the the interesting thing is, sometimes he did not have joy when he was asked to do that song. And but the best thing was, he was just like, "I was asked to do it," and so I'm going to have joy. And I'm just going to go, God, you've got, or you're going to have to just give it to me right now. And the thing is, everybody knows and everybody remembers that he would sing this song and he would start off and he would go, you know, and it progress and it would progress and it would progress to the point where ultimately you have this beanpole oak tree of a man jumping up and down. And it was the biggest pogo stick you have ever seen in your life as he was jumping up and down to this song. And everybody would go berserk in the in, in the congregation, knowing that that there was an overcoming moment in the spiritual realm, where from one moment you could tell it was it was mild, to where he had joy, and there was no question that that it took place. Salutations, saludos, and young Haseo, TSC music podcasters. Did you know a Child Cry, a ministry of Times Square Church, is dishing out over 23,000 meals every week? 
With your prayers and support, we'll continue reaching out to feed the kids that we can so that they might be given the opportunity to lead an active and healthy lifestyle. I personally believe that now, more than ever, there's an awareness amongst this generation that there are people experiencing tremendous hardship and difficulties. And in response, folks from all walks of life are getting together in massive numbers and advocating for solutions. At Child Cry, it is our objective to be a transparent, ethical charity by developing long-lasting relationships with all of our local feeding program administrators. I'd encourage you to hit us up online at childcrynyc.org to check out the work and see what you can do to help. We've got some exciting new updates launching this fall and hope that you'll join us. Child Cry, we feed hungry kids. The Adult and Youth Praise Choirs are just two of the many ministries that make up TSC Music. We're also looking for volunteers in other areas of music ministry. Are you a musician, an actor or singer, a video editor or an audio engineer? Perhaps you're great at learning song lyrics and quick on the computer, then projection ministry could be the place for you. Or maybe you enjoy meeting new people and talking with them about music. Then you'd fit right in with our sales team. If you're a music lover looking to find your place to serve, we invite you to apply online. Visit the website tscnyc.org and click on Get Involved. I think I'm like really understanding the, his bigness because he was really big mark and i think the reason why he was that big is because he had so much worship like stuff down inside of him if you listen to any one of his songs you could hear the beauty that was locked inside of him and i remember the women's conference and he had this huge poncho on with all different colors and his guitar and it was so very mark and at one point there was such a breakthrough that i thought the chandelier in the sanctuary fell and we were like, we don't even have to speak another word. Like, we could just take the stream. You felt hell shaken and bondages be broken. And you actually heard the key turning to unlock the prison doors. Hallelujah. 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 In your freedom. 
miss his worship. I miss watching him when he would do intercessory prayer and he would be rehearsing in the sanctuary with the lights closed and just pacing up and down in front of the altar, just wanting to bless God for the people. And I miss that. I thought that was so genuine. It it was again. It was my one of my first opportunities of watching a worshiper worship God in all his frailty and all his weakness and in all God's strength. Um, one of the things that that I'll, I'll actually start from 1999. We went to the Philippines. It was it was one of the first times where I heard Mark's heart for. Um, from missions and just foreign countries and, and the people in foreign countries. And at that point, he actually had an interest in learning Tagalog, which was, uh, it was just one of, I, I think it was one of his favorite countries at that time, especially. Yeah, so you can ask all the Filipinos and they would say, yes, yes. And he loved to eat the Filipino food and they would love to feed him anything. And it, so it was a perfect match made in heaven. Hoagie would carry five books around and read them all at the same time. Like, I, I didn't understand that. And, and I was like, how do you read five books at the same time? He said, I read half hour with this, half hour with that, 45 minutes. And he was able to retain the information. And that's how he learned Korean. <laughs> that's actually how he learned Korean, by sitting in in the annex security reading books half hour at a time. He would be able to just retain all this information on top of him learning guitar, learning his work, learning another language, and then still be able to be there for all these people. It was unbelievable. I can barely get through just understanding, Lord, open up your word to me. And he would literally have five books daily in his hand, in his bag, and absorb all that information and then give it out. He was always seeking God and always writing songs and always wanted to really see God's glory and fulfilled in his life. He was he had such a worshipper's heart and and you know, I would have song ideas, maybe like a chorus or something like that and and I'm like, "Mark, I have this song idea. It's like you know, all I have is the idea right now, or all I have is a chorus, or all, all I have is a verse. And in one sitting, I'm not exaggerating, in one sitting he would, uh, we would actually have a whole song in one sitting, and he would always give God the glory. And um, he had that special gift. It was really, really special. Lord, I want to hear your loving kindness today. soul to show me for in you do I trust and my shelter is in you you are faithful in all your ways my mouth will speak your thanks teach me to do 
Until it came to music then he would get so excited that smile of hill he would smile from ear to ear and he was very serious about his music I remember one time we were in Italy and we came from eating and we were all tired and Mark it was like two in the morning and Mark went off by himself with his guitar and we were serenaded. I went to sleep. That's the first time I heard, Christ is risen, hallelujah. He was downstairs below our window singing. And I think he was writing. That's when he was writing, Christ is risen, hallelujah. And I put my ear and I went to sleep with that song. The next morning, I says, Mark, what is that song? He says, oh, I just wrote that song last night. I says, you did? He said, yeah, do you like it? I says, yes, Mark. He says, he smiled from ear to ear. I'm forgiven, hallelujah. I'm forgiven, hallelujah. I'm forgiven, hallelujah. He has taken Regarding friendship, once Mark became your friend, you had a friend for life. He wasn't afraid to share himself with others, and he was always reaching out and keeping up with what was happening in his friends' lives, and was never hesitant about being transparent. For Mark, every person was very valued and a priceless investment. I always went away from a conversation with him feeling very challenged and stirred in some way to to be a better person, to be more disciplined, to be more of a worshiper of God. And and I was always uh, stirred, and he was always so humble and sincere. But he always made you feel that you were important. Nobody was insignificant in Mark's. Nobody. Children, adults, all. Nobody was in sick. I remember in the Philippines, the children, the little children ran around him and he was so tall and they were clinging to these tall feet and he sat on the ground with them and he was just talking, talking and talking and they would, and he says, well, what do you eat? He was always about the eating stuff, always. And they would name some food. You say, I like that. And I like that. No, I don't like that. And the way he did his face, he had a way of doing his face. You know, he was, he didn't like it or he loved it. Because when he loved it, he was like, you saw all 32. I don't know how we managed that, but you saw all 32 teeth of Mark. 
but he was I mean he, he, he was genuine there was nothing false about, when you look at him there was nothing false about him and his hugs when he hugged he'd be actually if you're a short person he was actually hugging your head and that was so cool that I mean when he hugged my head there was comfort if I had a headache it went away he would just hug your head because he was that tall but his tallness says he was a giant not only in stature but he was a giant also in the Lord one of the things I appreciated about Mark was that he was one of the first few people there were guys and there were men actually would look you in the eye and have a heart to heart expression say you know Johnny like in a very endearing way say Johnny I love you so at times we can be vulnerable in the world and go through a lot of difficulties in life and Mark is someone who just pours out what he feels like towards me because he treats me like an older brother and actually calls me Kuya says which translate as an older brother in my language so as big as a guy is he so I treat him like uh, my little brother <laughs> so we share the word to each other worship together transla- uh, translate songs together in my language and he did one translation which he loves so much to sing which is Jesus holy and anointed one one of the things with Mark is that he would, like, we would have conversations about things that were challenging him, and he was he was very, he was. I, I do. I felt, I felt honored that he would share very intimate details of his life and the challenges that he was going through, and the areas that he was seeking God with, and that genuineness and desire to um, share and trust was something that I felt honored to receive from him. And another thing was with Hoagie was when I was going through a rough period in my walk, again in the beginning, and I shared it with Hoagie. Hoagie walked so close to me. He made sure that I was okay. He made sure that I didn't run. Uh, He checked on me, and he was still able to just deposit something in my heart uh, where I was able to live out the scripture and see the scripture lived out. When you see your brother sin, restore him gently. And I thought that was so important when I think about it, how perfectly God had placed people like Hoagie in my life uh, so that I knew that I was home and I was safe. Fear. It's one of the most powerful weapons that Satan has against you. Once he has gotten you with fear, then he will take your faith. Because fear is actually the opposite of faith. The Lord said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Now fear is when we look at the size of the opposition that we have to encounter. And dismay comes when we look inside and don't see enough strength to fight the battle. And God's word was don't let fear or dismay get a hold of you. Because it's not about you. It's about Christ in us. That's the good news. Paul says to Timothy, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He's not given us a spirit of fear. Fear not. When that simple word gets into your heart, that's where the sound mind comes from. Fear not. 
I don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. Face your fears and overcome them by the power of God. Face them now. It's very hard to get right with God in a season of panic. There are going to be many things in the future that are going to cause fear. And some things are causing fear today. But for the child of God, God says to you, fear not. That's where your sound mind will come from. Fear not. I know what fear can do. I was paralyzed by it for over nine years. But I know when I came to Christ and made a choice of going all the way with Him and walking with Him, there's no fear in my heart. If you will make that choice, you'll be astounded at the power of God that is available for you. Power, love, and a sound mind. That's what comes from God. And it only comes from God. It only comes from God. Pastor Carter Conlon's new book, Fear Not, Living Courageously in Uncertain Times, is now available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, and wherever Christian books are sold. Uh, Reach Out for Jesus. There was uh, another, uh, I mean, that was a song that I I consider his. I think it was written by Charlie. Um, But, you know, and they kind of reworked it a little bit. And that was another signature song of Mark's for me. The interesting thing, there, there was one, and I wish we had this on video, um, there was one time where Mark was singing Reach Out for Jesus, and it was for Bill Varga, who had recently passed away from brain cancer. And we were just sitting in his backyard, in Bill's backyard, and uh, Mark had come back for a visit about two years ago. And he didn't know, you know, based on Bill's health, if he was going to see him again. And so one of the things we did, we just sat in the backyard and just with his guitar, and it was just acoustic and it was a beautiful night with a fire and he started singing reach out for jesus and it was it was so quintessential mark where he loved music so much and he just loved sharing um especially a, a song that that was it was so beautiful for him and it was just, it was really a breathtaking moment that i remember with mark Reach out for Jesus, reach out for Jesus, let your light shine for Him. This is the hour, receive His power, let His Spirit flow with Receive his power. Let us feel. 
so real. He was just, he was tangible. He was, he would cry because he didn't know and he would still wait. And to see that God opened up this door in Korea so he can touch other people's lives across the world and, and bring them to Christ and let them know that the God that they serve is real. You know, he's real for them and he's real for us. You know, he's the same God today, yesterday, and forever for all of us. And and that's what made hope the difference. That when we see the, the, the sold-out life for God, Ironically, through all his searching, you know, in, in being a writer and an editor and everything like that, what he ended up doing was um, his work in Korea. And this is phenomenal because he would come back each each year and he would, you know, just express and we'd talk on the phone how uh, it's it's growing and, and what he's doing in, in, in the education uh, realm and in teaching English overseas. And one of the things that was in particular in the last year that took place in the last few years that took place is he would have waiting lists of people to get into his classes even while there were other american teachers of english um in korea he would have waiting lists because the way he taught english was to engage the young people in the cultural the cultural questions because he was a, a tall african american guy nobody would have ever suspected that he would speak Korean. And so there were certain conversations that he overheard and they were speaking about him in Korean. And then he would speak Korean to them, which would completely, they were completely shocked and go like frozen because then he would speak Korean. But that's also why he was so popular in his classes at that point, because they knew that they had somebody who not only would speak to them in English, but could speak Korean. And there was a camaraderie almost because they knew that they, that he was somebody who took the effort to learn the Korean language. And so they were totally on his side and they knew that he was on their side as well. that this guy had everlasting life. He had joy, one of the songs he would sing about. There was an everlasting life inside of him that I know that every breath that we would even hum to his music would bear witness to that. And, and I just want to say thank you, Hoagie. Thank you, Hoagie family. Thank you, Joyce Hoagie, for just sharing your son with us just to let you know that he made a difference in people's lives, especially mine. Just way before... The- the uh, the news that I got about Mark's passing is that I really thought, wow, he was really considered for the Hall of Faith way before that, because he was just such a he was such a, a man of faith, and I was always so strengthened in some way, or encouraged in some way, and inspired in some way. So, uh, congratulations, Mark! You've made it to the Hall of Faith. I think the world has lost a beautiful brother, a beautiful songwriter, and a beautiful human being. But he's in heaven, and that's our consolation. Mark, we miss you. But I know if we can get to talk to you, you wouldn't want to come back here because you're happy. And wherever you are, say hello to Jesus for me, okay? Tell him we're coming, and we're coming soon. Mark Hoagie, 
Sunrise, August 12, 1972. Sunset, August 4, 2012. A son, a brother, a teacher, a friend, a worshiper, musician, songwriter, and missionary. The epitome of music with a mission. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a Mission.